Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And we're the two bearded ladies. It is March 29th, and this is our 30-second podcast! 30-second podcast! Woo! That is a full quart of podcasts. It is. It's a month plus one. It is a month plus one. Uh, like a leap month, but not the opposite of a leap month. <laughs> it's an extra day on a regular month. Time is weird. <laughs> Time is a, what is that? Like when philosophers, philosophy students come at you and they're like, well, time is just a, an unnatural construct. It's a social construct. Social construct. Yeah. Podcasts are a social construct. I mean, honestly, fucking everything is a social construct. Yeah, well, that's because we live in a society. Yeah! <laughs> Imagine that. Weird. And we so kind of have strange. to function with all of our interconnecting parts. Um, you said parts. <laughs> yes, I did say parts, and I'm saying it again. Well, let's just keep saying parts. <laughs> uh, so Ball bouncing has started early, I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see, before we even get to topics and all of this, that, did you see my new favorite thing on the internet? It was the list of NHL team names by a fifth grader who hates them. Uh, the Dallas Butt Stars? Yes, I did. <laughs> I lost it at the Lose-A-Peg Regrets. <laughs> I was like, that's it! I'm done! The internet has been won! Lose-A-Peg Regrets! Like... There was, uh, uh, I can't the, remember all of them. The smelgery farts. <laughs> okay, no, I didn't remember that one. God, that was so funny. I think it was the nose, no one cares, Alina Lusicanes. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares, Alina Lusicanes. Aw, poor yeah. Carolina. Yeah, we care, we cares, Alina. We cares, Alina. Well, we sort lot. of cares, Alina. We, we would like you to keep your team. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Again, like, somehow those rumors got so... Also not on our topics list, but uh, rumors got started again that Carolina was going to get relocated to Quebec if they ever were given a team, whether it was expansion team... Not an expansion team, obviously, but a team. And, uh, again, the NHL had to come out and say, we have no intention whatsoever of relocating. Yeah. And it's, it's great because... This is the second time that somebody in Quebec, in the past month, has been able to, like, start enough of a rumor as to force the NHL to actually make a statement on it. (laughs) The first one, like, one of their radio hosts said that Quebec was no longer in the running for expansion, and, like, that story just took off, and, like, people were furious about it. Like, there was no basis for it in reality whatsoever. I didn't see anything about that, but that's hilarious. Oh, no, we ran it on our site. We got, like, a billion D-page views on that. That's the only reason I knew it took off, is because, like, it was our top story for the day. It was, like... Quebec feels a lot of feelings about losing their team. They clearly. Clearly. I wasn't watching hockey when they lost it, though, so I have no idea why they lost it. 
He probably lost it for the same reasons most teams get moved. Nobody was going? Attendance, money. Well, and in, and that's, if you were going to feel this strongly about a Quebec, maybe you should have been going when they were there. Exactly. Um. So we do actually have topics. Not, I wrote them. Uh, yeah, I'm not, like, this is me, my, this is my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> this freestyle. <laughs> to today's podcasting. Yeah, that's cool. Or, I'm done. Four minutes. That's all I had. Uh, <laughs> so the first and probably the biggest topic right now is all of the Masterton Trophy nominations came out yesterday. Um, and the Masterton Trophy, we looked it up on, on Wikipedia so we can give you the actual official definition, is awarded annually to the National Hockey League player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. It is actually, the, all the nominations come from the Professional Hockey Writers Association, so the NHL doesn't actually have anything to do with who gets nominated. You know what I find so interesting about the Masterton is that in recent, again, I've only been watching hockey for the last five years or so, mm-hmm. but in recent years, at least, it's come to be, like, there has to be some sort of, like, injury or personal history kind of issue that mm-hmm. really makes a good, quote-unquote, mm-hmm nominee for the, for the award. Right. And, I mean, obviously last year when Devin Dubnik won, he won for having a shitty year one year and a really great year the next year, and escaping mm-hmm. the clutch of the Oilers, which, you know, fine, whatever. But uh, he did have a really Somebody's good year gonna, last year. You know, if the if the Penguins didn't have Dupuis, maybe they would have nominated Justin Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they would have. Next season. Next season. Next, Next season. season, all of the teams nominate all of the players they get from the Oilers, because <laughs> that team's getting blown up this summer. Oh, totally. So, anyway, but... I, it's it so I find it interesting that it's come to mean that and that there are a lot of people who put a lot of weight behind these stories of people coming back from injury or something like that. Like I understand why Rich Peverly got it when Rich Peverly won. Yeah, for sure. I don't necessarily understand why Devin Dubnik got it last year. Well, my big problem with and okay, I guess I'm feeding into this exact narrative that you're talking about. My I don't and honestly, like I don't. Of all the awards that are given out, I actually care the least because I'm not into, like... I don't care at all about this one. Or oppression Olympics or whatever, but Chris Letang had a stroke and then got nominated because he came back and had a pretty decent year, actually. Mm-hmm. And he's having a killer year now. I've been, and that was the thing last year that I... That, and I had this conversation. I had this conversation on Twitter with a couple of people, and I wasn't pulling for Dubnik. I wasn't pulling for anyone. I, I honestly don't care about this award. But the idea that like he should have won it just because he had a stroke, I always found strange. Right. Like that's not what the the award has nothing to do with injury. Right. It doesn't. And and or at least. But I guess the I guess it's about your definition of what perseverance is. Yeah. And um. And that actually was brought up, and then I wasn't in the conversation. I was just kind of reading over somebody's tweets. But it was basically, like, there's two rookies nominated this year. Shane Gossesbear is actually nominated. And Max Domi. And Max Domi is nominated. And Domi's story is a little bit different because Domi has diabetes. And he's born with it. Like, that's sure. not something you... It's not an injury. And the fact that he kept playing hockey when it literally could have threatened his life, even as a kid... Is pretty great. And it continues to threaten. Oh, totally. Yeah, 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 entirely. I was reading about his game day, like, routine. I was just like, good lord, dude. Yeah. So, that one makes a lot of sense. But Shane Gostaspare, 
um, had an Achilles, not an Achilles, an ACL mm-hmm. tear uh, last season when he was in the AHL. And they nominated him for basically working through that and then making it to the NHL. And that was how they kind of defined perseverance. It was like, you probably honestly had a career-ending injury while you were in the minors and you worked through it and then came up to it. And so, but in Dubnik's case, like, the, the idea of perseverance was no one believed in you and you went through everything sure. there. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of depends on your your version of what perseverance really is. Yes. Which, it... it it just, it's interesting to me just from a psychological standpoint, like, of the fact that so many people have latched on to the injury thing as being the thing that they they think is more deserving of the award than anything else. Like, I do understand that it depends on your, your version of, your definition of perseverance and where mm-hmm. you're coming from, but, like, the fact that people talked about the fact that Latang was robbed of the award last season, I was kind of like, I don't, you don't. Okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you about this, guys, but that, that's just kind of a weird way to look at it. it yeah, it's really, I, I feel like this is, of the all of the awards, You this is the one you least argue about, right? Like, yeah. everybody has shit going on in their lives. Yeah, everybody and, has, everybody's got bullshit. And we've got a list of 30 names that have straight up, this is some bullshit here. Except, no, well, mm, mm. mm. This year, it's 29 names. 29 names. Uh, 29 names, and then the candidate from Buffalo. <laughs> and then the candidate from Buffalo. <laughs> and the pity nom from Toronto. And the pity nom from Toronto. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I can't believe... I mean, like, I know why they did it. I know they did it because James Reimer was very beloved by the... Yeah. By everybody. Everybody. In all of... And especially all of the... I mean, so... Our pity nom. So, yeah. if you if you weren't following it yesterday, which it was kind of hilarious, the Toronto PWH or PHWA nominated James Reimer, who they had been traded to San Jose. He at, doesn't even play for the team anymore. <laughs> at the trade deadline, so everybody was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> when that happened. And then the the one that we're talking about, we actually got. Can you go back to our podcast and so we can read the question that I got from the reader? Mm-hmm. So we Jen asked us which Masterton nom is the dumbest, and my my take for dumbest is Ryan O'Reilly personally. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the name that shouldn't be on the list. And the guy, the the guys from the P P. PHWA, yeah. who nominated him, gave, like, they, they talked about his dedication in, in practice and the fact that he leads a bunch of practices and has, like, extra practices on top of the team practices and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that that's true. I'm sure he's a really great guy. The reason that it's fucking ridiculous, I don't know if y'all remember, but before the season started, he was drunk and he was driving and he drove straight into, not drive through into a Tim Hortons. Left his truck there and ran. Yeah. And so he abandoned, fled the scene, and his, uh, as far as I know, from what I've heard, his court appearance is actually, like, two weeks after the awards ceremony. (laughs) And I don't think he's gonna get any votes, but if he, for whatever reason, wins this, it would be, like, Bill Masterton winner going to the... His court date for his drunk driving arraignment from, like, 
before the fucking season started. Oh my god. So, my... It, it was, it looking at that guy's Twitter yesterday was a tire fire, and at some point he was just telling everybody he was done with so, them unless they were from Buffalo. Mike Harrington, right? Uh-huh. He, he writes for the Buffalo News, which we know is an upstanding, upstanding paper from all of the other coverage that Buffalo has had this year. Yes. But yeah, now his, it was hilarious. Like, he was very much trying to play the, like, well, I know better than anybody card. And if we weren't from Buffalo, we weren't even allowed to at him yesterday. Like, whatever, dude. So what, you only want to talk to homers about this? Well, yeah, because then they might agree with him. I would hope that you people from Buffalo don't actually agree that somebody who ran their truck into a Tim Hortons while driving drunk and then fled the scene actually deserves this Bill Masterton award. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. I don't know who else you have on your team that you could give it to, but I I will throw you some names. I, you know, I, um, a lot of us were talking yesterday, in large part because of the Buffalo thing, that there's no real point... For every team to nominate, or every PW, PHWA chapter to nominate a guy, right? Like, there, like, I don't feel like there's a, there should be. Like, I mean, I love, obviously, I love Jamie Ben, And obviously, he's done an excellent job coming back from his double hip surgery. And he played a lot on pain yesterday, or yesterday, yesteryear, when he won the Art Ross. Do I think he is the player in the NHL that absolutely best exemplifies perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey right now? Probably not. Well, no. I wouldn't even probably put him in the top three. I would put him in the top 30, though, which is kind of the point of this. Right, but I, I, you don't get 30 noms for Norris. You get, you, you basically, you, you vote for your top five. That's how the Norris works, is you get top five. Hmm. I guess I don't know enough about the way that the other awards work, because I, the only ones I really pay attention to are the ones that are based on points. Yeah. Because the other ones are so fucking subjective that I they make me mad anyway. Right, and it's not like this isn't a subjective oh, award, it's right? it's totally subjective, yeah. But, like, the other ones, you basically, you just write in who your top five candidates are, and then they give a certain amount of points on first place votes, and okay. a certain amount yeah, of points on second place votes, and things like that. So why just not have the Masterton be the same way. Yeah, I think that would make more sense than coming up with, well... And then you would avoid fucking Ryan O'Reilly. You would avoid Ryan (laughs) O'Reilly. You would avoid nominating Andy Green and Yaramir Yager just for being old. (laughs) I I will give you that I don't actually know who Andy Green is, so he might have a backstory that I don't know. Uh, I looked him up on... on, Unless there's something that Wikipedia just didn't have, I don't, I did not see anything that's like, holy shit, this man deserves all of the awards. <laughs> because I looked him up on Wikipedia today because I was like, who the fuck is Andy Green? I mean, a lot of these are very clearly, like, dedication to the sport of hockey, like, nominations. But you can make that argument about fucking anybody in the NHL. <laughs> and that's kind of my point. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I completely, I completely get your point. I'm not saying that you're not making a valid point. Um... You know, because I, I, I really, I just feel like I doubt that any NHL players really put a lot of weight into this. No, I doubt it Because too. it's not, it's become, yeah, it's become kind of a tragedy thing. Like, yay, you had persevered through horrific circumstances. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't... I think, not- that, I think that Richard, Rich, Richard, Rich Peverly said something about that when he accepted the award. It was like, well... 
I don't really want to be here. You know? Right, like, this isn't this the is, award you want to be nominated yeah, for. Yeah, it's the one that you want to win, really. It's like, <laughs> so, yay! Yeah. Yay! My I, life is fucked up! <laughs> I died on the bench, and now here I am. Woo! <laughs> Woo! So, yeah. Uh... Anyway, I will Masterton. say, I will Dumb. say, I was annoyed for the the biggest thing that annoyed me about the Masterton is as a, a media person nominally these days was that like everybody kept putting out their noms at different times. I'm like, just fucking schedule it. Uh, what was that about? I was like, at like, the end of the day, it. there were forts that still hadn't put theirs out. Oh, it was so frustrating. I was like, really? Seriously? You can't just. And because they're put out by the, the chapter head. Too, if you're not following the right person, you didn't catch the right no- the nomination, and it was just like I remember. I was like, for a, an association of professional writers, how is it? How is it possible to do to write yeah. something and schedule it? Like, like you that's would literally think it wouldn't be that hard. Do. Ten a.m. every time zone. Just do I'm it just that way. So glad that the Chicago chapter did not do the thing. I, you know, and I am too. I'm not gonna say. But I, I'm not, obviously. I'm very, very glad. I didn't have... I'm, I didn't didn't doubt they wouldn't do it. I, I wasn't rather, that worried. Yes. I, I wasn't, wasn't that worried. I was trying to not make that a double negative, and it just didn't work. Uh, yeah. I wasn't that worried about it, but I'm. there was still the off chance that yes. they would wildly disappoint me. There is always the off chance that they will wildly and disappoint you. I was very happy to see that they did not do the thing. Yeah. They did not do the thing, and... You know, props props to the this the Chicago area PHWA chapter for recognizing what is and is not adversity. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Buffalo. Unlike Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, who else was Buffalo going to nominate though? I, and that's my point. Like, they shouldn't have a vote if you have no one that you really, honestly, can speak to as the person. I, you know, honestly, though, looking at their write-up for Ryan O'Reilly, he wouldn't have been a bad nominee any other year but this one. True. Because he, I mean, from from all that I've read about him, other than this thing, he actually, he's very, he's, he, he has done a lot to help the other players on his team. He has done a lot to, yeah, know, no, to and, be and, a mentor and to have these extra, like, all this extra stuff he does, but... You can't do that this year. You just can't. <laughs> You've got to look at it in the context of the season we're talking about. It's not a Lifetime Achievement Award. And and I will say, as a person who's had several friends who have been arrested for drunk driving... My sister has been arrested for <laughs> I'm drunk sure driving. I'm sure she's glad you just said that on air. She doesn't care. Right? Nobody like, knows so, who as she As a is. person who knows people who have definitely... She not went to school in San Marcos. Not necessarily crashed vehicles into car into to donut shops, but as a person who knows other people who have drunk, you know, been arrested for that stuff, like, it's one of those more forgivable things that I can do. Oh, wait, no, my sister was arrested from MIP, not for driving. Not the same thing. Nope. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Let's set the record straight. Uh, let me set the record straight. She was not actually driving. I, I, She was just 19. I still, I don't dislike I don't necessarily disagree that you don't really want to put him up on a pedestal but at the same time like eh, he's not the worst role model I've no, ever seen in my no, life too. no I wasn't and I trying feel like to vilify him no and I feel like, like that, but I yeah. feel like 
there were a lot of people who were taking it to the other extreme. Like, he's the, you know, how could you even possibly make this man a role model? Well, I mean, everybody fucks up. Yeah. And I've, my friends have fucked up. I've fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody fucks up. So, you know, let's, maybe not put him on a pedestal like we're trying to do here, but at the same time, that doesn't discount any of the good things he's Uh, ever done. Somebody posted a list of... This particular instance. You know, like, how they, people have been doing this post where it's, like, your zodiac sign as a something? Yeah. Somebody did your zodiac sign as your unproblematic NHL favorite? Oh, no. It was horrible. It was horrible. The, like, Gabriel Landeskog was on the list. <laughs> Gabriel Headshot Landeskog? Gabriel Headshot Landeskog, your unproblematic NHL favorite. Repeat offender under the CBA guidelines. Um, Jonathan Taves was on there, which I can see where he's... He's least, less problematic. Less problematic. But, like, the thing is, there's no such thing as an unproblematic fave. Never. Because people are human and everybody makes fucking mistakes. And, you and like, the, the more that you expect out of people, the more disappointed you're going to be when they eventually fuck up. And I'm not saying that you should, break, like, always brace yourself for the worst, but just go into life with an understanding that... People are gonna do shitty things sometimes, and I mean, I've even—it's not a like a one and done kind of life. I've even heard like in Montreal, like I've heard PK Subban sometimes says really not. I've heard PK Subban has called women bitches before. Like, yeah, everybody says shit that you're not gonna want to hear. Everybody says shit that you're not gonna want to hear. It's just a matter of there. There is a scale there, right? Like that's what you can and cannot take. Yep, and and that's I think an individual thing for the most part. That's you know, there's obviously laws you don't want to break, and but there's there's things that are forgivable and there's things that aren't because everybody's gonna fuck up. Yep, it's true. Anyway, anyway, on to number two, <laughs> or do we want to talk the Masterton some more? I think we have talked about twenty minutes on the Masterton. I feel like we're good. <laughs> probably done. <laughs> we're probably done. <laughs> but let's talk about something way more fun. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Patrick Maroon is my new hero, and let me tell you why. <laughs> so, the Ducks, every time they win, they grab the game puck, and they give it to the coach as a... I don't know. It's a stupid tradition, because what are you going to do with all those fucking pucks? Um, but Patrick Maroon who was a duck up until trade deadline and is now on the Oilers after they lost after the Oilers lost 3-2 to the the Ducks last night picked up the puck and threw it away (laughs) in the trash can where the Ducks belong specifically because he was angry at specifically because he knew that they wanted it Which is the most amazing thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I mean, it's such, like, good, like, five-year-old logic. It is! It is! Like, I've never heard of somebody being so fucking salty where people can see him! Like, that's amazing! He picks it up and he threw it away! Patrick Maroon, you my fave! I don't even care! Patrick Maroon for Masterton! That was amazing! Come through so much adversity, he was on the Ducks, and now he's on the Oilers? Oh my god, and he's still playing and making jokes? Like, that man still has a passion for life. He doesn't deserve it. Put him on the list. Put him on the list. For either the Oilers or the Ducks, I don't care. (laughs) The two be 
Bell nomination. <laughs> <laughs> two Bell nomination, Patrick Maroon for both Oilers and Ducks. <laughs> Hashtag Masterton. Maroon for Masterton, 2K16. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that was a really short number two, but I just had to laugh at it because Patrick Maroon is so amazing. I remember being very disdainful earlier this season when he was on the Ducks and I was like, your name is just another word for red. But, you know, whatever, it's fine. Every time, actually, I hear it, I always think of, uh, what is it, the Three Stooges? What a maroon! <laughs> <laughs> yes, also That's a good every one. time, every time. And it makes me giggle, still. Still makes me giggle. Nice, nice. Okay, number three is a real topic. Yes. Uh, so let's talk playoffs! About two weeks to go, guys. How are the stars doing? Fine. And... <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, we made it. I mean, we clinched. It's, it we clinched. literally is fine. Woo! Woo! Hey, that was a good high five. Good I job. Know. Thank you. Words we could not say last year. <laughs> no. God, no. And who might we face? Uh, so if the playoffs started today, we would be facing the Minnesota Wild. I'll take it. I will take it, too. Did you see? Um, I did this in the... I did the daily links for the... Um, uh, defending Big D? Defending Big D on Thursday. And I was just kind of trolling the internet from stories, and one of the stories I found was on... I can't remember the name of the website now. It's one of the SB Nation sites for the wild, and it's like the the wild something. I can't remember. The hockey Into wild. the wilderness. And it wasn't that. It was something else. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. Maybe it was Into the Wilderness. I don't remember. That's their usual one. Anyway, so maybe it was that one. But they were talking about how they weren't that scared of the stars and how they were like a preferred first round matchup. And I was like, I mean, I get that you're writing for your people, but... Right. Really? No, it's actually really funny. So my Preds writer does really great work. Like, I love him to death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this Love story. him to death. <laughs> and he was writing about, I, you know, he was like, man, it's like we're at the end of the season. We basically don't have any storylines going on. The lines are set, you know, playing really well. Like, it's hard to talk about shit when you're doing good, right? Right. And the Preds are doing really well right now. And he'd already talked about Jimmy VC, and, like, everything was, you know, he was like, what do I do? And I'm like, why don't you just talk about, like, the playoffs? Like, you're, you could be, you could be the first wild card spot, or you could be in, you could maybe even pass the Chicago Blackhawks, and just talk about your preferred matchups for me. Mm-hmm. So he, wrote, he writes a little article, and I'm going in, and I'm reading it, and he's like, okay, we could possibly play the Kings, or we could possibly play the Blackhawks, or whatever, or the Blues, or whatever, but I think our preferred matchup is the Dallas Stars. I mean, it's really funny to me that anybody but the Avalanche is really asking for the Dallas Stars. And, like... I get it, because everybody's harping on our goaltending. Sure. And with good cause, we yes. harp on our goaltending. Yes, we do. All the damn time. Although, God help you if you harp on it in front of me. <laughs> and you're not a homer. Unless you are a Stars friend, you cannot harp on our goaltending. Yeah, unless you stand for the Stars. Nope. But I don't think everybody, like quite understands how much better we are at scoring than everybody else. Yeah. Our pucks are fast and wild, and that's, like, on the offensive end and the defensive end, but they're way better on the <laughs> offensive end than anything you got. Yeah. And, like, and it's it was so funny to me because his, and I'm probably the wild, too, were talking about this exact same thing. They were like, yeah, Nashville's a really good shot suppression team. I'm like, yeah, but not against the stars. Yeah, have you looked at that? <laughs> like, have you looked at that? Like, the Wild 
don't have a good track record against the stars. The Preds don't have a particularly good track record against the, the stars. The only team that really has a great track record against the stars is the fucking Avalanche. Exactly! <laughs> They're not even in the playoffs right now. They are probably not going to make the playoffs. And so, I don't know. I was like, I was editing it and I was like, the whole time I was like, I'm not going to change this. I'm not going to change this because he wrote this. He's, and I'm not going to do it. But then I, I like, I was like, hey, you got a lot of clicks on this story. I mean, you're wrong, but you got a lot of clicks on your story. <laughs> I mean, everybody likes a good playoff, like, matchup story, a good I guess. Playoff matchup story. I'm still, I'm still sticking to my, I wouldn't mind the wild, because I feel like we do tend to play really well we against do. the wild. We mm-hmm. do. And we don't do our bullshit thing where it's like we play down to whoever it is. Uh, and frankly, that's probably, somebody said this the other day, and I was like, you know what, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. It was like, well, all the teams are pretty good in the playoffs. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. We're probably not going to play down to anybody no, in the playoffs. Probably not. Because everybody's pretty good. So I wouldn't mind, I really wouldn't mind the playoff matchup between the Wild and, and the Stars. But I'd still almost rather have the Blues. Almost. I mean, the only problem I would have with the Blues is that there is the off chance that David Backus is just going to kill Jamie Benn. That is true. And I'd like to keep Jamie Benn. We do want to keep him. So, I'd rather the Blues and the Blackhawks beat each other up to, like, tiny pieces. I mean, that would be the ideal scenario, but I feel like every time they... Every time those two meet... Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks have, or in my recent history, I should say, of watching the playoffs, the, the Blackhawks have come out ahead. Yes. And the Blackhawks have a very good history. They're, I, they're actually a weaker team this year than they have been in many, many years past. But they have a history of using that first round to galvanize them through the rest of the way. True. However. Although last year. Yeah. It was a close one. It was a close one. But then, and, but then they swept the second round, and they came through a really tough round with with the Ducks, and they went on fun, went, fucking won the Stanley Cup. True. So, although Corey Crawford, Corey Crawford is injured, injured with concussion symptoms. <gasps> I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get better play in the playoffs, they're out. Mm-hmm. Like I love Scott Darling. Don't get me wrong. And he he really helped them a lot in the playoffs last oh, year. Oh, totally. But the thing about the playoffs last year is they actually were a pretty good defensive team. Like they had been, they yeah. were a little weaker than they had been in years past. But they were still a pretty good defensive team. Plus, they had pretty good goaltending. Right. And this year, they're not a particularly good defensive team. Like, because their forward core has changed so oh, much, Oh, darn, too. Patrick Kane won't win a fourth Stanley Cup. Weird. I'm so upset about too that. Too bad. Knock your fucking foot. Thank you. Don't tempt the beast. I will not tempt the wrath of the thing from high atop the thing. Yeah. Uh, the wrath of whatever from high atop the thing. I need to get the quote right, sorry. Is that from West Wing? Yes, it is. I just watched that episode. <laughs> I love that show so much! I know, my conscience is now starting to sound like Jeb Bartlett. Ugh, when I, when I watch too much Aaron Sorkin, not only do does, like, I start talking like an Aaron Sorkin dialogue, I start thinking Ugh. like whoever it is that's, yeah, you know, like, I'll, cause, like when I watch too much sports tonight, I start thinking like Dana, which makes me feel very, very weird. Or if I watch too much West Wing, I start thinking of Chad Bartlett, and I hear his voice like Jiminy Cricket in my head. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> yeah. happening, too. 
Uh, he, um, God, what's his name? The guy that plays him. Martin. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin yeah. Sheen plays the does the the voice for the elusive man on um, Mass Effect, who is a bad guy. Oh no! So every now every time I play and I listen to Martin Sheen, I'm like, "Fuck you, Martin Sheen! You're <laughs> Jed Bartley. You're supposed to be better than this." Well, so actually, my favorite, and I I I'd watched all of this before I even started <laughs> West Wing, is he plays one of the husbands in um, uh, Grace and Frankie. Which is this great show with uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Oh, I've seen previews for that. I haven't watched any it's of it. It's hilarious. Yeah, it looked really funny. Strong recommend for everybody. Uh, but the, the premise is, and you find this out in the first episode, so it's not like a spoiler or anything. The premise is that, you know, Jane Fonda's character, Grace, is super uptight and stuff like that. And she just retired from running her own company. And she's been, you know, married to her husband for, you know, 40 years and... And uh, uh, Lily Tomlin, frankly, is kind of like this hippie, dippy, and she's been married to her husband for 40 years, and the husbands are, are law partners. And they've sold off their, their, part, their, you know, their business, and they're all retiring, and they get together for dinner one night because the husbands have invited them out, and the husbands want a divorce. Because they're together, aren't they? So they can get married. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember that from the previews. So this is uh, my introduction to Martin Sheen. You'd never seen him before? Well, I mean, it's, you know, not in a really long you'd time. Never, but like, you'd never watched, like, West Wing before this? No, I'd never seen West Wing uh, before this. Ever. And so, like, this is my first, like, real, real Because he's always the president to me. Like, I started watching that show when it was airing. When it was first airing in 99. Yeah, so this was this was my introduction to Martin Sheen was this, like... <sighs> That's hilarious. Just now out of the closet... 70 something gay man and now, now I'm watching him as Jed Bartlett <laughs> have you seen that commercial by the way with him and uh, Bill Pullman the president yes. from Independence Day yes. where they're in the two cars yeah god that commercial is hilarious that's a good one uh, I get Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton mixed up in my head sometimes even though they're very different people very different people and isn't one of them dead no, neither no. one of them is dead. Then there's another bill that's dead that I keep mixing them both up with. <laughs> yeah, there are three bills. <laughs> this just got confusing. It's got more confusing than playoff seating. <laughs> oh, right. We were talking about hockey. We were talking about hockey. Uh, there, I will say there is one scenario that I actually would really love to see. What's that? If the Nashville Predators can jump the Chicago Blackhawks, what they are in range to do. They are. They're only four points back. And there's six or seven games left in everybody's season. Everybody has six. They both have six games left. Then the Blackhawks will likely take on the Kings in the first round. Oh, my God. Okay, so I don't want to lose tonight unless St. Louis also loses, but I would love for that to happen. Right. God, the Kings and the Blackhawks in the first Either way, the playoffs in the West are going to be so good. Yeah. They're going to be exciting. I'm super, yeah. super, super, super. It's good. hilarious to me that nobody else has clinched in the East. Well, there's there's so much in play. I know. There's I know. So there's much so in much in play. It's just funny to me that, that, that that's the way it is right now. And in fact, I was listening... Um, Actually, Micah McCurry. They're also every after the after the Capitals. Everybody else is just so yeah, so close together. And the Rangers are gonna the Rangers are gonna be fine. There's no real big issue there. They might lose to Pitts. Both Rangers and Pittsburgh are gonna be fine. I really hope the Panthers get in. Panthers and and Tampa are fine as well. They're gonna be fine. Uh, the Islanders are probably fine. 
But you know who's fine. actually wait? Where are they? They're right there. They're oh, pro- okay. they're probably fine. The real honest, the people who are probably not going to make it, if anybody, mm-hmm. would be Boston. Really? Because they have, um, because Philadelphia has a game in hand on they them. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders um, are actually a couple games behind everybody, which is why they'll probably be fine. But, so, Boston actually has the biggest chance of falling out of the playoffs, because look at how many points the Philadelphia has, and look at how many points Boston has. And they have a game in and hand. And they have a game in hand. Yeah. And so, Detroit could sneak in, in that final wild card spot, because they're only, they're tied with Philadelphia, if Philadelphia kicks... Boston out. Or, sorry, Detroit could kick Boston out, and then Philly could get in. Because Detroit and Boston are in the same, uh, division. They're in the Atlantic. They're in the Atlantic. Boston, Buffalo, Florida, Canada, fucking Detroit. Canada? <laughs> all, all of the Eastern Canadian teams are in the Atlantic Division. Oh, gotcha. And it rhymes. That was funny. <laughs> Boston, Buffalo, Canada, Florida, fucking Detroit. Gotcha. That's how I remember it. Uh, we have one more piece of Starzy news before yes. we get to our reader questions. We do. Um, we actually have some mixed in reader questions, I guess, today. Um, so Val Nishushkin gave an interview, apparently this last, um, Saturday, and the, a couple of choice quotes have come out translated into English, um, basically saying that, like, he thinks Lindy Ruff hates him, and he wants to play more, and he's tired of beating his head against the wall. Uh, how do you feel about this interview? love it but at the same time he was talking in Russian to um another what was that I don't know but it sounded like a train and I'm very sure I don't have train tracks oh my god it's a ghost train you know they say if you start hearing this like train noises that means there's a tornado coming that's a siren I know no 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 like the the sound of a there it was again! Maybe it's, like, a bus or something. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, you know, like, there's, like, it, it sounds, apparently a tornado sounds like a freight train because of oh, all the yeah, wind. Oh, yeah, the wind, That's yeah. what I, I didn't Not mean like the, a train horn. No, 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 that was the joke! Oh my god, that was the joke! Jesus. Alright, anyway, what I was saying about Balnachushkin is that, um, I don't love, I don't love the interview, but he was talking in Russian to a Russian reporter for a Russian newspaper. Mm-hmm. They tend to be a little bit more... Emotionally driven. Emotionally driven. And also, like, I would imagine you'd probably be more frank with somebody in your own language. Yeah. In a, in a newspaper, like, in a, in a publication for that language. Yeah. So, I, I don't, I'm not mad at it. I don't hate it. I'm not, like, you know, uppity child, what's he doing? But I, I don't, I don't love it either. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I'm reserving a lot of judgment on it because I haven't seen it in English and I know a couple people are like translating it and stuff, but like, also he's 21. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. He's 21 and he hasn't necessarily been schooled like- And how many years has he been in the NHL, Carolyn? Three, technically. <laughs> technically. Remember that time he thought he played, like, what, four games his first year before injury? And he played, like, 79? (laughs) I do remember that time. I do actually remember that time. Oh, my God, that was such a funny time for me. I remember yelling. (laughs) I yell a lot. Well, yeah, like, I I don't think I remember a time when you haven't yelled, actually, at some point. Wow! 
Am I wrong? Gotta be rude about it, though, eh? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm super green of salty on it. Super green of salt on it. In large part because he's also 21. He, he apparently didn't play, actually, a whole lot that game because he had, frankly, a kind of shitty game against the Sharks. And so him complaining about his minutes is pretty relevant to that specific game. Um, apparently his agent came out and was like, yeah, Val is actually super happy in Dallas. He wants to stay in Dallas. Uh, he's the kind of guy who gets really emotionally really quickly and he'd had a bad game and that's why he said some of those things. And he doesn't even really remember what he said, which frankly, I think is very spitty to say that. He doesn't remember uh, what yeah, he said. Yeah, say, saying he doesn't remember what he said is a, is a good way to spin that. Mm-hmm. Um, I... It is what it is. I, you know, I've, I've, I've gone trolling through other language websites and read some things from... Uh, Michael Neuver had a couple of really shitty things that he said about the goalie tandem in Buffalo before he left. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was kind of an asshole about some things. Or no, <laughs> not Buffalo. The Capitals. He was an asshole about Holby. Oh, really? Yeah, when he was on the Capitals. So I was, I'd like, you know, like, you, you'll you find stuff if you go looking through the websites for these other places, like, the, for other countries, because I don't know if it's just a cultural thing where they're more frank about stuff and they don't try to be more diplomatic, or if it's just, a, you know, I'm talking to my home country about these people who are probably not going to read this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I think, I don't, I personally don't see... Lindy Ruff hating Val, and I don't no. see I don't see Val hating Lindy Ruff. I see him being emotional about the fact that he wants to be playing more. But um, the way that Lindy is used in this year, there's no there's just no to- teeth in that rumor. Like no, it's ridiculous. And I, my my favorite part, or I guess I should say, like the most incredulous part for me was like the the quote was prefaced by the guy who who gathered it with, "It's official. Lindy hates his Russian players." This person, this person, and now yeah. Val. Yeah. Like, from Buffalo to Dallas. It's like, bro, come oh, on. Oh, the guy, the guy, the Twitter guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, that's just... Calm down. Calm down. You've got... Yeah, like, you've got... You've got, Show me your receipts on that. Like, you've right? got... You've got nothing on that. That's... No. Ridiculous. That, that was pure sensationalism, and I was just like, that's... That's clickbait shit. Anyway. Lindy didn't seem worried about it. I'm not gonna be worried about it. I don't know. I, the other thing though I will say is like, if Val was scoring more, he'd get more minutes. If he was making smart hockey plays, he'd probably get more minutes. He's been making some boneheaded mistakes in games recently, and that's yeah. why he's not playing as much. And it's you know, Janmark is the same way. Like whenever Jan Janmark has a good game, Janmark plays more. Janmark has a bad game, he gets bunted down to the fourth line. You know, yeah. like it's not. It's not. It's not like Val's the only one that's getting treated this way. He's not getting singled out. I mean, no. fucking Patrick Sharp gets moved around. Line. He's been playing third line minutes, and he's fucking Patrick Sharp. So, right. Yeah. So calm yourself. I don't know. Alish Hemsky, the most expensive fourth liner we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, come on. I know. Every, every everybody gets treated this way. He is not being singled out. I mean, Sagan got bumped down to the second line for a while there. You okay? Don't do that to me while I'm drinking. I almost spit it. <laughs> Tyler Sagan, second line. Second line center, Tyler Sagan. <laughs> second line winger, Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Let me re-roll about it. Is it time for reader questions? It is time for reader questions! I'll ask the first one. Okay. Larry Joe asks, which players do you see on next year's roster? 
Well, I see Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Uh, we can actually tie this into the question from Chuck. What does 2BL reckon Joe Ben's chances are for re-signing? No, sugarcoating. Absolutely sugarcoated, I'm delicate. <laughs> In parentheses. Okay, so, both of those questions together. Oh, gosh. So, I think this is different. Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn's getting traded in the offseason. No. Just kidding. That would never happen. It would never happen. I think it's difficult. I think, and so, really super long-winded answer. Oh, jeez. I know, right? Um, so, here's my thing. Specifically, even going back to the playoffs. Somebody literally asked me once, what do you think the, realistically, the Stars' chances of winning the Cup this year are? And I said, if not now, when? Because the issue with the Stars is that we actually have so fucking much depth that we're going to lose some of these key pieces over the next couple of years that have been really, really important for us this year. Mm -hmm. And... Jason Spezza after this year, I think only has two more years on his contract. Uh-huh. Um, and he's been ridiculously important to the stars. Um, Hemsky's having a great year this year as a very expensive third liner. <laughs> and, you know, that sort of thing. But we can't keep everybody because we have guys like Foxa who deserves a full-time spot. We're probably, I mean, Eves, who's been great for us. Fiddler, who's been great for Although us. Although Eves' contract is up this year. Eves and Fiddler's contracts are both up this yeah. year. Who Do we re-sign them? Do we, you know, because they've not, they're not, like, expensive. They're a million dollars each, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, but we've got Foxa. We've got Brett Ritchie. We've oh, got we can Curtis. lose Travis Mullen. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not coming back. Travis Moen is definitely not on the roster next year. Bell Natushkin is an RFA this summer. He's not. He's gonna get. He's gonna get signed. Sevier is an RFA this summer. He's one I don't know about. Goligoski. I like him a lot. I think Goligoski's gone. Um, Jason Amaris, Chris Russell, Alexiak. Oh, bye bye, Alexiak. Alexiak's an RFA. Yeah, he's gonna get re-signed. Or we trade him somewhere. Or we trade him somewhere. He's not, like, bye-bye for sure. So. No, no, no. Sorry. Goligoski, Jason Amaris, Chris Russell, and Jordy Ben are all UFAs. I think Goligoski's gone. I'm 99% sure we'll re-sign Jason Demers. I don't see there's... And there's no reason to not sign Jason Demers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't sign both, but I think of the two, I'd pick Jason. Um, because they're both probably going to command about the same amount monetarily, but Jason is much, much younger and has a really, really strong relationship. Really, three years younger. In hockey terms, that's a lot younger. But no, I, well, okay. Uh, Johnny Antonio, for instance, is thirty-four. Right, but he wasn't signed for very long. He signed through next year. Yep, that's what I said. Uh, so anyway, who is on the roster? That's a really such a hard fucking question. Do you want to know who our forwards are that are up this year? I pretty much know who our forwards are that are up this year. Well, I just said it, actually. I just said all of them. Yeah. Hemsky has one year left. I think, I honestly, I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if Hemsky gets moved over the summer. He's got $4 million in cap space, and he's not performing like a $4 million player. Which is partially why I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved over the summer. Yeah. Um, I would really like Alexiak to get moved. I would, too. I think I think of the the young guys. I will say this. I think our here's my prediction for our forward core next year. Or sorry, defense core next year. Um, I think our top six is going to be Klingberg, obviously, mm-hmm. Demers, Oduya, Russell. I think we sign Russell. Mm-hmm. 
I think Nemeth is also, uh, so what, that's five. It's Klingberg, uh, Oduya, Demers, Russell, Johns, who's already been re-signed. And mm-hmm. that's our top six. I think we keep Nemeth, and I think we keep Jordy Ben. And I think my big caveat on that eight is that Asa Lindell is entirely ready for an NHL spot. Do you think that Steven John stays up in Dallas the whole time, though? Yes. Sure? He only signed a one-year, one-way contract. So if they send him down, he has to go through waivers. Mm. I may, Maybe I'm reading General Fanager wrong. He doesn't require waivers now. No, I know, but I, I'm... The key is a two-way contract. No, it's definitely a one-way contract. Okay, well then, General Fanager is wrong. Yeah, you know, because um, when Heike was, like, literally the quote on it was, it was really nice that they gave me a one-way contract. It was, like, a sign they believed in me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that after four NHL games, though. They they definitely gave him a one-way contract. Well, no, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm not saying, I'm saying signing him to a one-way contract after four NHL games is what I don't know about. Oh, I mean, yeah, I I think obviously small sample size, but he's also what twenty four. He's he's not an AHL player. He may not be the best NHL player in the world right now. Clearly, he's twenty three. Yeah, he'll be twenty four next year. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just yeah. So you're saying he's what twenty four. I'm just telling you what age yeah. he is. So the thing is, you can't not. It, it, he's not an AHL player. He's an NHL player. At that point, you just kind of have to bite the bullet and go with it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a, that's, I don't have an answer, I guess I should say. Um, what are chances, what are Joe Ben's chances? I think it's a, a good 50 to 70% chance that Joe Ben resigns here in large part, because I don't think he cares about money. Mm-hmm. Um, he could probably get a lot more money going elsewhere, but he, his best friend is obviously his brother. His second best friend is Jason Demers. Um, his brother's gonna make a lot of money. I don't know how much he cares. No. He lives with his brother still. Like, he doesn't... I mean, he's probably at one point gonna buy a house and have kids and stuff like that, but, like, he's still probably gonna live with his goddamn brother at that point. No. I, uh... <laughs> like, they're just gonna grow up with Uncle Jamie in the house. If he ever has kids and gets married. <laughs> like, right, right. Maybe they'll just live together forever. Have more fish. <laughs> Just as weird as the Sedines. <laughs> right. Except the Sedines are married. <laughs> but don't they live next door to each other? I mean, okay, so yes. So what's going to happen is that Jamie's going to buy him the house next door. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just tear down the fence in the backyard. Yeah. And that way, you know, their dogs can play The next together. time I go visit my sister, I have to take a picture of this. Like, it's the these two best friends that built houses next to each other. And they have... Instead, like they have one entryway to these two houses. It's on two separate lots, but there's one entryway to the front to the front door. Like, and it's like the the front of it is this big like brick, like not brick, stone wall kind of a thing. And there's one gate. You walk in, or you go that way for that house, or that way for the other house. It's a little weird. <laughs> That's Jamie and Tyler. Sorry, Jamie yeah, and Jordy. Jamie and Jordy. And Tyler will be. And Tyler too, probably in Just the like- pool house. <laughs> You're just gonna make it, you know, like three. Like it's gonna be like a tree at the, some point. It's like <laughs> the Stars family tree. Yep. Uh, second question. Uh, Jen asks, 
what does Team USA need to do to beat Team Canada again in this Women's World Cup? Uh, I did some reading on this this afternoon, um, and from what I can tell, it's just do what we did last year <laughs> again because it's like 90% the same players on both teams yeah though I will say one interesting thing now that obviously I'm a little more tapped into um the women's hockey scene is that nine of team Canada's players all play on the same CWHL team yeah and so like they've got like a lot of instant chemistry going and apparently that was really important for the game that happened last night which team USA won <laughs> nice. Three to nothing. What I really find amusing is that the, um, I just went to the IHF website about this and there, there were a couple of write-ups about it and it's basically like everybody else is just vying for third. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's really where we are at this point. Yeah. Like it's obvious that Canada and USA are going to go one and two, two and one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada first. So I was like, nope, two and one. <laughs> You but, uh, USA, USA, yeah. USA, USA, except in men's hockey, um, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, go Team Canada in men's hockey. Um, but uh, yeah, the I was also reading that there were three players on Team Canada that weren't there last year for various Only reasons. Three? Oh no, you no, mean no, just like that had like taken the year off for various reasons and that are back this year. Mm. Or for something. They had taken something off and they were back now. Like, one of them was becoming a cop. I mean, like, these are the things I read on this website. I don't remember which ones they were. That is a noble profession and we're very proud of you. And we hope your team loses. (laughs) Yes, we do. I mean, only down to second. I don't care if you get silver. You just can't have gold. You just can't have gold. Apparently, Knight and Decker are playing on the same line, so that's... Yes. Gonna win us some games. Like Gonna it did win us a couple of them. Last night. Right. And I'm actually uh I'm actually a little sad. The so Gigi Marvin is not on the women's team this year. And that makes me a little sad because she's kind of been a staple. And she's clearly she actually won uh NWHL Best Defender. Like she's so she's clearly still yeah. very good at her job, but they think they're trying to move in like some of the youth. But uh, Emily Faltzer is on Team USA, Yay! so that makes my little heart happy. Because she's so little? It, yeah, like, I mean, her heart's even littler than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, just do, do what you do, USA, which is be awesome. Yay! All right, do you want me to read this last question since you sure. have a lot of feelings about I, it? I have some feelings, go ahead. Some feelings about it. Um, anonymous asked... I know you've touched on the Hunger Games scenario before, but what if the tributes were the captains of their respective teams? Who would Jamie form an alliance with, and who and would he be the one to survive it all? And who would be his Peta and Rue? Okay, so first of all, can you pull up my Captain Hunger Games document? Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, I kind of looked at this in a nationality kind of standpoint because that was the closest thing I could find to like being from districts. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I, like, you can't look at it, in my mind, you can't look at it by divisions because division rivals hate each other. So, yeah, like, that's true. It makes more sense if you look at it because these guys, most of these guys have played on national teams together. That's so a good point. Very good point. That That's kind of where I was thinking of it in that sense. First of all, Jamie Benn is not going to win at all. No. I'm sorry. Um, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but Jamie Benn is not going to win at all. Um, I will tell you who's going to win at all, but at the end. So, I think. <laughs> Jamie Ben, I think, would probably form an alliance with um, the, his Team Canada bros, and of those, he and Sidney Crosby would probably be the best bros. 
I can I can see this happening. S- Sydney Crosby loves Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn would be good muscle for Sydney Crosby because Sydney Crosby is the one with all of the brains. Also agreed. Uh, so I think that Jamie Benn would be great muscle for him, and I also think that like Sydney Crosby likes Jamie Benn enough to want to have that kind of alliance. I think they would bring Ryan Getzlaff in because Ryan Getzlaff is also a big body with a lot of like Hulk and not a lot of brains. I'm <laughs> just throwing this out there. I don't know. And a lot of rage. <laughs> and a lot of rage. He's got a lot of rage. Um, I think that Claude Giroux would form a subset with a lot of unstate or a lot of UST with Sidney Crosby. Um, that would be kind of a, a like a, a differing faction where they would work together up to the point that the Canada becomes the only team left. <laughs> And then Claude Giroux would break off and, like, try to take Sidney Crosby down. And he would take Steven Stamkos and probably, like, I'm going to say probably, like, I don't know, Shane Doan? The fuck? I don't care. No, I think so. I will I will, I will. stop you here. I have a thought. Okay, so go for it. Do we think that it becomes an old guys, young guys thing? Like, do we think that Shane Doan, Giordano, Willie Mitchell, so would that would, would that be a fourth a third faction amongst Canada because I feel like that would, would be- it then just be Claude Giroux and Steven Stamkos by themselves and then they get t- like peeled off picked off immediately but maybe but maybe they team up with some other guys from like actually I don't even know but like I'm just saying like maybe I, the I old mean I guys- can see that the old guys but I can also see but the- do you, but I also feel like like Giordano, like, Willie Mitchell is, like, a nice person. Yeah. And, like, Giordano is a really nice person, too. Like, do you think, I feel like they might be, like, like, make their own, like, little, like, old guy, like... Like, we're sleeping in trees and trying to be above it all kind of yeah. a thing? Okay, I can see that. Yes, I can see that. So, then my other thought... Miko Koivu, too. Yeah. He can join them. Well, my my thought for Miko Koivu and Zdeno Chara is that they form an alliance with the Swedes. That would make sense. But then my first immediate thought after that was that all of the Swedes die, like, on the second or third day <laughs> when they're caught sunbathing. <laughs> I mean, it, they've got they've got Gabriel Landeskog on their team. Do we really think that Zetterberg sunbathes, though? No, but he would be, he would probably be the one that's left. Because Zdeno Chara, let's face it, he's tall and he's got, like, crazy eyes, but he's also old and doesn't move as fast anymore. No. So I I think that, like, somebody, like, small and quick, like... Pack your ready. Pack your... Patch your ready would totally... Yeah, sorry. So, like, patch your ready versus an Anochara. Patch your ready wins. So I think that the... Can- Canada goes off... Like, the old men go off and fuck off in trees. <laughs> like, Claude Giroux and Sidney Crosby have some tension, and they kind of are trying to figure themselves out. Meanwhile, Team USA, like, takes on the Swedes and wins. I think that's what happens. Like... Gabriel Landeskog gets caught sunbathing. Zetterberg was off gathering berries and, like, comes back and they're all dead. But he he's by himself at that point. So what's he going to do? He also gets killed. Miko Koivu at that point probably fucks off and joins the old men in the trees. <laughs> like, watches watch Gabriel Landeskog and Eric Carlson get cut, get cut down. And he's like, nope, nope, I'm done. Runs yep, off. Out of this. <coughs> so where does Ovi factor in? That's the thing! <laughs> Ovi is... <laughs> Ovi is Katniss. <laughs> like take it all into his own hands and fucking win the thing so i think that he 
I want to say he probably forms alliances with just about everybody because he's everybody's best friend. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, ah, nope, nope, now it's time for Russia to win! <laughs> and then he, like, I'm not going to say he betrays them. Maybe they all betray themselves and they all, like, you know, get, like, Canada gets caught up with infighting because there's just too many of them. Team USA, like, who fucking knows? I don't my, even... my money is on Dustin Brown trying to take him down from the inside. My yes, yes. So Dustin Brown probably tries to take them down from the inside because David Backus is trying to run everything and save all the animals in the arena, and Alexander Ovechkin wins it all. And so okay, so if if he's Katniss, who's Peta? Who does he try to save at the end? Uh, I'm gonna go with. See, that's definitely a train. That's definitely a train. Maybe they're building train tracks near you. Or maybe there is train tracks that just never have a train. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. Okay, so I think that I think Miko Koivu probably. Miko Koivu. Miko Koivu is probably as PETA. There you go. Jamie Bennis is Rue. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I thought all the old dudes were up in the trees. <laughs> Fine, Shane Donis is Rue. <laughs> <Shane Doan. laughs> Miko Koivu is his Rue. I don't know who his his Steve Sidney Crosby is probably his Peter. Oh God, that's right. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Sidney Crosby is his Peta. Miko Koivu is his roof. Sidney Crosby is why he wants to win. That that yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Done. See, I Done. told you this would be good if we did it off the top of our heads. <laughs> the only thing I knew coming into this is that Alexander Ovechkin won. That was the <laughs> everything else was completely off the top of my head. I just need you to know. <laughs> It, but she did it. I mean, it's beautiful. It's like color-coded. It's gorgeous. I did. That was the one thing I did this afternoon was color-code all the captains of my country. <laughs> and that's when I was like, who the fuck is Andy Green? <laughs> we still don't really know <laughs> no. what Andy Green looks like. <laughs> no. I know he plays defense. I know he plays defense. Tess told me he, that he's a left-handed shot. Like hey. everybody else in can He's an American. Like everybody else in America. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Andy Green. Who are you? Andy Green. He could be... He could He could be PETA. <laughs> Nobody knows Nobody who he is. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> Nobody's rooting for him to win. He's really good at camouflage. <laughs> Andy Green takes a dirt nap next to the freaking water. Oh, God. It's so true, though. And then eventually in the second movie, they leave him. Oh, be, my God. To be taken by the Capitol. Oh. <sighs> and that's all we have for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck deciphering who's going to win the Captain Hunger the Games. The Captain Hunger Games. Uh, my name is Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. Um, my name is Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Beardiest Ladies. And then you can email us if you have any questions Comments or longer spiels, like you really want to tell us why Ovechkin is not winning the Captain Hunger Games. I mean, you have at it, bud. Like, this we is may an not, open-ended question. Yeah, it is an open-ended question. You can email us at beardiestladies at gmail.com. The official website for Two Bearded Ladies is twobeardedladies.wordpress.com, or you can find our Tumblr at twobeardedladies.tumblr.com. And that's all. Bye! Bye! Death to the Predators. (laughs)